love that. We're going to celebrate a baby. So much more. And as we're reminded that every knee will bow to that name, that baby, Jesus. And that in your mouth, as a Christ follower, you have the power of attorney, the name of Jesus, to speak over those things we just talked about in your life daily. No matter where you are physically, in a church room like this, in the shower, in the car, you have the name of Jesus, a powerful name. The name above all names. Imagine if the news began to report that. Wouldn't have to be on for 24 hours. A name above all names. Let that sink in during this Christmas spirit. And it's in your mouth to speak the things that Christ did on the cross for you. That you don't need to be begging God to do for you. It's already been done, most of those things. And they just need to come out from the authority that you already have as a Christ follower. Pastor Chris, that sounds too simple. As we'll find out sooner or later today, that's pretty much how God works in simplicity to bring His power. Heavenly Father, thank You so much for today and coming together as a church community, those online and those in this room, Lord. And we are just here to celebrate the name of Jesus. Lord, God, thank You for that gift. For You are the greatest giver that gave the greatest gift, Father God. And we honor and worship You in Jesus' name that we have the power in our mouth to overcome things that are obstacles in our lives that are not of your will. And we just thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you. I'm going to use the chair to... Good morning, Faith Christian Center. Hallelujah. We just praise the name of the Lord for he's worthy to be praised. Ah, welcome today. Welcome today. If you're online and join us online, welcome today. If you're here in the house in person, welcome. We do have a few announcements to go over with you. Uh, first, Kingdom Singles Ministry is having a luncheon, and it's going to be on December the 31st at 11.30 a.m. at Chili's in East Providence. Uh, For more information on that and to register for a seat, you need to just visit the church app or either the website. Also, we are having, and it's actually been set up for a while, but we have our photo wall uh, Christmas holiday uh, photo wall set up. It's on the east side of our foyer. What that means is when you go out the sanctuary, go to your left. All right. So just feel free to get some photos, get photos of family and friends. 
our Home for Christmas Eve service from 4.30 to about 5 p.m. We actually got to have a photographer there to assist you in that effort. So make sure you visit on the 24th and we'll have a photographer there to help you out. All right, so right over to your left as you exit the sanctuary. Also, just a reminder, our WPRI Channel 12 Catch the Truth show will have three airings uh, coming up this weekend and for Christmas Eve and Christmas. The first one is just going to be at the normal time, 11 a.m. on um, Christmas Eve, and that is Sunday December the 24th, and then we're going to have two showings, two showings, hallelujah, Christmas Day, the first one is going to be at 6.30 a.m., so just have friends and family turn that on as they're uh, wrapping up uh, Christmas presents and gifts last minute, Uh, also at 10.30 a.m., so that's 6.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m., Catch the Truth will be showing. So encourage friends, encourage your family to turn it on and to watch and just be blessed by that message of hope that will be presented that time on Catch the Truth. Hallelujah. It is time for tithe and offering. Can you put your hands together as we worship? Prepare to worship. Prepare to be blessed by the opportunity to return what he's given us and to be thankful for the offering that we can give and plant that seed of hope. Uh, So can you stand with me? Here at Faith Christian Center, there are several ways that you can give. You can give by the app. Um, Just go online uh, and make sure you have it on. You can give by the app. You can also text. That's my preferred way. I just actually give through the through the app is the way that I give, but you can also text. You can also give by just going on the website to the uh, giving page that's there. You can give if you are here in person today. You can just place your offering in the envelope and place it in a receptacle or bin that's at the rear of the sanctuary after service. Right? You can also give by mailing or just uh, put a continuous gift on your bill pay system with your bank. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can you join me as we say our giving confession? Lord, we come before you today to worship with you with your tithes and our offerings. We bring these to you, acknowledging that you are the source of everything in our lives and that everything you have entrusted to us as stewards of your kingdom. Therefore, we sow these finances into your kingdom to see the gospel spread in your kingdom throughout our region, our nation, and our world. We believe that as we give all the needs of Faith Christian Center and of our own households are met in abundance. We believe that these things will surely come to pass. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah.
Ebenezer. No, Jonah, you old scallywag. Just go to Nineveh already. Go on, shoot! Ebenezer! Marley, my old friend. You've been expired for seven years. So why do I owe this pleasure? Mm-hmm. Pleasure? Um... I come, I come, I come, bringing grievous news, Ebenezer. Grievous news, alas. The only news worth an ear is that it's Christmas, (laughs) and that Christ has come to us. Hmm? Marley, my old friend, are you quite all right? Well, I'm dead, so no, I'm not all right. And I am also bound by these chains, forged in life by selfish deeds. Human welfare, not money, should have been my business, Ebenezer. Yes, yes, the good book does say that it is better for a poor man to walk in his integrity than for a rich man to be crooked in all his ways. That would have been nice to know. Um, This night... When the clock strikes one, you shall be visited by the ghost of Christmas past. Ah, humbug! My past is gone. The judgment that I so richly deserve is as dead as you, buried in Christ Jesus who ransomed my sin on the cross. My past will never haunt me again. Are you done? I'd like to mention John 3.16. It's a great verse. I I am trying to deliver an iconic speech. I'm so, so sorry. Yes, the speech is wonderful. Please continue with your presentation. It is beautiful. It's brilliant. Please go ahead. Um, Not the first ghost. Ghost. You, you, you shall not shun the second ghost, for it is more frightening than the first. For the ghost of Christmas present. Present? Bull. Hmm. God is present in my present. For the love of God? Sure, why not? Isn't it wonderful? He governs my steps, makes straight my path, and if I'm willing, he indicates where there is a need. And Marley, I can meet the need that very day. This whole haunting thing is much more difficult than they said it would be. Yes, those chains look tremendously heavy. They are. Listen, Scroogey, between you and me, can I interest you in a ghost of Christmas future? (laughs) Let go and let, yeah. The good book does indicate that we should cast aside all our worries about the future because today has enough trouble of its own. And Molly, my friend, you look like you have lots of troubles. Well, it seems I've wasted your time. Clearly, the Lord has done my work for me. I will bid you a One second. Landiness is next to godliness. <laughs> right. God bless us, everyone. I'll see myself out. Don't get up. That worked just a minute ago.
Am I on? Am I on? about that helps when i turn it on right huh uh we're gonna try something really quickly while we're still in the mood of uh d2l and jumpstart you're dismissed if you haven't already left the room how many know i mean it's it's neat how god has created sound to when we hear something we can identify something of what that sound means, but even greater. Like if we're listening to something and it brings us somewhere that we were before, right? Mm-hmm. Don't worry, don't, I'm not getting that deep right now. We're about to have fun. So um, I'm going to try this because we were on it. And those online, thank you for joining us. Um, I'm going to do some copyrighted material here, so hopefully we don't get shut down online. <laughs> but I wanted to just prove my point. Because I wanted to play, we're gonna. I have three bags that I want to give out that have Faith Christian Center's name on it, and it, it's a season of giving, right? Okay. Oh my goodness, yes. do I turn my? It's yes. a season of giving. I know they're just bags, but follow my lead here. So I'm gonna try and I'm gonna come to somebody, whoever raises their hand, when I play this song. What Christmas movie does it remind you of? Now, I'm going to try and put this against this. We haven't tried this out. I'm definitely creating havoc with Michael Liberty in the back probably here right now. But let's see if this is going to work. So if I play this song, can you hear that? What movie do you think of? Oh, 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 I got him. Elf. All right. Let's give her. All right. It's okay to have a little fun in church for the day. I know it's Sunday, folks, but all right, we're going to do another one. All right, let's see. I was already over there. Nobody? Yes. No, not Frosty. Not Frosty. Yell it. You got it. It's Rudolph. Yes. Let's get you back. Yes. Come on, guys. Rudolph. Good old Burl Ives. Good old Burl Ives. These are great bags, too. They can, if it rains, too, you can use them. All right. We got one more. Then we actually have to get serious here. Thank you. What's your name? Marcia. Marcia. Nice to meet you. I'm Chris. All right. Good. All right, we got one more. Yeah, we can't do that one. That's too easy. This one is Come on, right up in here. We gotta find something. Pe- not peanut butter. What is it? Okay. All right, peanuts. All right, beautiful. All right, great. I have to do this last one, then I'll then I'll get serious because this is a, a song that's on a commercial right now. And it's going, and, and, and through our family, we, uh, 
laugh every time we hear it. But come on, you got, yeah, you know what? The, no, you don't. How, Mom? How do you know what it is? You gotta know this one. What commercial is this? Mamacita. But who is it? Amazon, come on. Isn't that dangerous, all these sounds that we hear and it formulates something? So, sorry, I don't have an extra bag. You know. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for coming out today. And those who are online, just wanted to do that quick little seasonal thing. It is the time, season of giving. I'm going to sit down a little bit today. I'm coming through a head cold, as I said earlier. I have a few, we're going to get in the message in just a minute, but i got a few other things i got to bring up. Um, yeah, as Verda, thank you so much, Verda, she talked about uh, the Christmas, or we, I don't know if we mentioned it today, but maybe it wasn't on our hit list, but, so next Sunday is what? Christmas Eve. Mm, and we have a service at what time? Five. All right, beautiful. I really would encourage you to come out if you can, bring friends or family, um, it's only going to be about three hours. Um, <laughs> no, but there's some neat things. There's going to be jump starts going to be represented in, in this service. There's going to be uh, D2L possibly, uh, children grow doing something. So it's going to be a collective representation of our church community. So come on out. Obviously, I do have somewhat of a message that's going to tail off on what I'm talking about today. And then we're going to have a real candlelight service at the end and sing Holy Night. Uh, they are real candles. I know there's an app for it, but there's we're going to have real candles. So please come out. going to be about an hour at most and uh, be a great time for our church community just to come together because at the end of each season, we sit back at Christmas and say, what is the real reason? It's nice friends and family is part of that reason, but it's the gift of Christ. As we said earlier, the greatest giver gave the greatest gift. <laughs> and that's what we're celebrating that night. So we really would encourage you to come out, fill the house if we can. Um, doo, 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 doo. Uh, then we got, so it's, so it's going to be maybe about an hour service. All right, we don't believe more than that. Then on December 31st, which is New Year's Day, New Year's Day, we're going to have a 930 service. See, I don't even, that's why I'm not allowed to do it. New Year's, yeah, don't come out here. and no, I'm not going to be here. See, this cold medic. I'm on Robitussin today, so this is sponsored by, so just in case, a little disclaimer. So New Year's Eve day, right, the 31st of December. No, New Year's Eve day, the 31st of December. We're going to have our normal 930 service, okay? There, is there a 930 service on Christmas Eve day? No, but, Chris, but New Year's Eve day at 9.30, there's a service. That's going to be about an hour long as well. Uh, we've got a surprise at the end. would encourage you to come out. What we also want to do, and it's starting today, is these are prayer cards. Uh, what we've talked, the pastors, the team and I have talked, and we want to, um, between now and that day, these are available at the Welcome Center. They're prayer cards. We want to encourage you to write something. You can take these home. Uh, and write something down that you are believing for in 2024, all right? And what we're going to do is that day, December 31st, towards the end of service, we are going to pray over them. 
So you don't have to put your name on it, whatever you want to do. Uh, the pastors, we're all just going to pray for them as we end up in that service on December 31st with your agreement in that in prayer too. So I think there's power and community in that. So we're going to do that. So between now and then, you can go to the Welcome Center, fill out these. Uh, you can laugh. They come in all di- different shapes and sizes because I cut them <laughs> on Thursday. So I prayed over them and then cut them, all right? So they're back there if you want them. I would encourage you, it's a step of faith, because we believe in 2024, and I'll talk about this more on December 31st, uh, we're believing that our main focus is to know God more in 2024, right? But we can really focus in on that, and part of that is starting to stretch your faith in certain areas, because then He can show up as far as you stretch Him. So those prayer cards are there, we're going to have a communion that day. Uh, that Sunday on December 31st, about an hour service, and there's going to be a little bit of surprise at the end. All right, here's, the, here's another important part. Both these services are family-style services. You guys know what a family-style meal is, right? Yes. A big plate. It can get messy at times. All right? It's not formal and... You know, because you're passing, follow my analogy, because uh, you're passing a plate around and, and, and something could fall off this big family style plate. What I mean by family style, the kids are going to be in the room. There's no other ministries going on December 24th and December 31st. So two things are going on. Parents are going, oh my gosh. And adults are going, oh my gosh. But it's going to be a great test of who's got the greatest attention span those days. We're a family of Christ. And I don't think it's the kids. No, I do know it's the kids, probably. So, to be fair, you know, just br- bring your kids in. This is a community. We want to come together in these two special services. Plus, we want to give those ministry workers a break, those two services. So, do not make an excuse. I can't come to church because my kids cannot get watched. One, they're never watched. They're schooled. Well, they are. They're schooled. We don't just babysit. This isn't my message. They're not babysat. I mean, we, we impose, those teachers impart things into them. But I really would encourage you, just bring the kids. Amen. You know? It's okay if they scream in the service. <laughs> Are you guys, I mean, I've heard complaints sometimes. It's like, really? I mean, yeah, I don't want it every Sunday, but I mean, I mean, Really? <laughs> really? Come on, is your attention span as an adult that weak that you're losing track? You know, come on. Because you know what? Most of the people have problems. I remember I believed they were a kid once too. So, all right, now we'll move on. All right, I'm, still, I'm not even in the message. Don't worry, my message is kind today, so don't worry. Um, that year, oh, year in giving, December 31st, for the government still allows us to have tax-deductible giving, so take advantage of that. December 31st is your last day, whether you're digital or here at service. Uh, ooh, quick things. Boy, I'm going, I'm just going to rattle these off because this all kind of came up last week. Uh, our personnel ministries, meaning our Ignite ministry, our Flourish ministry, our Extraordinary ministry, Marriage ministry, Singles ministry, some other things that are in development, we're going to have a lot going on next year. But even in the first half of the year, uh, just these are save the dates that are going to start coming out sooner than later. Moving night on t- uh, January 27th, uh, Ignite, Extraordinary, 
and Flourish are going to combine and host a movie night here. More information will come out. I'm just throwing these save the dates out. February 10th, we're going to have a marriage conference here. All the wives said. Amen. You're doing a step of faith. But we're going to be talking about communication that day. So they, now they say, amen. Yeah. All right. So February 10th. That, again, more's coming out. I'm just throwing these out. Um, uh, then uh, March 14th, this just came out yesterday. We're going to have a concert here, uh, a tour coming in. April 13th, uh, you want to know who it is, I bet. Okay. <laughs> April 13th, Women's Conference. That's great by Flourish. They're doing a women's conference here. And then April 27th, we're going to have a men's breakfast. That's going to be great too. March 14th, uh, we haven't officially announced it, but you're going to hear uh, Colt Dixon and Jordan Felice will be here. So March 14th. So, um, yeah, so that's it. All right, let's get into the message. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. And just as we come together, we are allowed, because you told us we could have fun in church. Father, as we're having fun, we're continuing to be open to the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, as he speaks to us, because he knows where each and every one of us is. Lord, through my, the grace you give me, let me go through the message of what I believe you told me to say today, uh, to be impactful and to, to encourage and challenge uh, as us as Christ followers at FCC and our church community to continue to be facing you at all times and celebrating certainly as we are today and the next Sunday, the birth of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 So who, who was... Who was kind of like freaking out on Monday and Tuesday with the bridge being out? Um, we were in the, I, I, this morning we had our Hope on the Horizons group, uh, which is part of uh, those folks who we did, had this at 8.30 this morning. And uh, it was, I was really encouraged. I'm always encouraged when we get together and uh, just hearing their hearts and certainly coming around Christmas and uh, being aware of, you know, for some people, this holiday can be a little tough, right? You know, if you've lost somebody or things like that. But we, we talked about this part, and, and, and it's, it's true in every area of our lives. If we can surrender to God in a sense that we are allowed to exchange our expectations in life and fill it with appreciation. You'll get that on the way home, but yeah. Just exchange, because expectations are, are something we cradle because if you lose those expectations, we could have loss, fear, stress, and all those things. But if we can, and it's easier said than done, but with the Holy Spirit and our great counselor, he can help us exchange those expectations of anything in life. I'm expected to go to work and only take me 20 minutes, but now I got to go over a bridge that takes me an hour and a half. Exchange it for appreciation that they're repairing that bridge. <laughs> Different things like that. Little things in our lives. It's so important to know that. And so we, I was encouraged by them uh, today. So, But they are, yeah, it's just wonderful. All right, so we're going to start, oh boy, we're going to start a message. I get done with that. And the title of today and next Sunday is Jesus, because it is Christmas time. Born to be. We're going to fill in the blanks as we journey through today and, and next Sunday as well. Born to be. 
The anchor truth for this is God in the desire to be reconciled with his ultimate creation, which is us, sent Jesus to us to be born into humanity from a simple manger. Jesus came to relate and lead us to truth and back to our Father from our original designs as a children of God, a child of God. There's a lot there. I want to unpack for just a minute the word born. (laughs) Because we can overlook that. But anybody hearing my voice right now, as crackly as it could be with my robotism I took earlier, everybody's been born that hears me say this. Right? Sounds easy. Born is simply... um, the greater definition that I heard was coming into existence into a reality. Coming into existence into a reality. Born. The, the birth of Jesus is a love story at best. Better than any Hallmark Christmas movie. It all seems to have the same plot line every time, but different characters. Born. He gave. It's a love story between our Father and us. As I said earlier, the greatest giver gave the greatest gift. God could have taken Jesus and put him on top of some mountain I know in Brazil, there's a, I think Brazil is a great mountain of Jesus overlooking the, the bay there. He could have done that and said, humanity, there's my, there's my representation on planet earth. Worship that. But he didn't. Because he knew us, God. Because he designed us, God. And he knew that whatever I had to do to reconcile back to my creation, it had to come through a birth. Because we can identify with that. I can't, and that's what religion and other things go awry, I can't identify with a statue that doesn't relate back to me. But I can with a human being that just happens to have divine nature, I can relate to that. So we're going to talk about, and I really want you to saturate, think about this. You're not overthinking the word born. God came into our existence, into our reality. And we're going to talk about He was born, Jesus was born to be near us, to to reveal our Father to us, born to save us, and born to see us. These are not all revolutionary things, but if you put them together, what we sang earlier about Jesus, what a beautiful name it is, it brings a little more depth to it. When you know He came to be near you and I. Came to reveal Father God to you and I. He couldn't do that as a statue came to save us. We may not hit on that today. And then at the end, we're going to talk about 
He came to see you and I. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. But here's where things get a little interesting. Because in our human capacity and in our culture, we're always looking for wow factors. But the thumbprint of God, more than likely, that is in this book and in your life, is powerful things come from simple things. The world's looking for the wow. And they were looking for the wow back then, over 2,000 years ago. But Jesus came in a simple form of being born. And then not even being born in a castle, in a palace, where he could get adored and attributed and establish instant street credit. He was born in a manger. Now, apart from Western commercialization of a manger, a manger is actually in a house on the bottom floor. You guys are looking at me like you never heard this. I know conspiracy is a new religion sometimes. So no, it is. If you go back, he was born in a house in the manger. Back in that part where they would have stone half houses and half open, you would have an upper room. That sounds familiar, right? We hear that in the Bible a lot. And, and, and those upper rooms were usually guest homes. But then at the bottom... The bottom, 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 where I would have to bring in my livestock at night because that's a, an asset to me. They would go down into like a manger area and there would be a trough down there. That's where Jesus was born. But we've made it in this manger out in an open field and whatever. But I want to, and I don't want to split hairs, I want to get lost here. But the reality why I'm mentioning that is he was born, we're going to read a scripture in just a minute that we know very well, but the simplicity is he was born in a neighborhood where you and I might have resided. Lonely, down with animals. Jesus had to be born, not to the lowest state, but to the realest state, so we can all be related in his birth. So important, if that makes sense. So back to the simplicity of things. Because if I talk to the normal person on the street, you know, they say they believe in God. Oh, yeah, but nowadays, depends if you're outside of university. But anyhow, um, if you're on the street somewhere, do you believe in God? Yeah. But then we say, well, what about Jesus' birth? It's, it puts a fork in the road. It puts a fork in the road because you're telling me, I'm saying if I'm talking to somebody who doesn't know Jesus, that a birth of a baby came to save me from what? So I'd have eternity from what? That's too simple. But yet God's thumbprint on anything he does and power of God works in simplicity. Paul talked about this in 1 Corinthians 1.27. He was very clear. God chooses the things the world considers foolish, simple, in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chooses the things that are powerless, 
that we would think, to shame those who are powerful. God chooses things despised by the world, things counted as, counted as nothing at all, and uses them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God, meaning be greater than anything God can do. So God knew right along, I've designed your human mind, and you guys are, since we left Garden of Eden, we're too much about ourselves, thinking we can handle ourselves and educate ourselves greater and create more stuff to cure the things that are already a problem, and now creating that stuff has created more problems, and attention spans are dwindling, we'll find that out in a few Sundays, and just all this stuff that's going on, and we think we have a better control of our life when we really don't. And some get so wise in that that they don't need God. So a birth, a baby, and a, an underground in a manger, is I can relate to that. It's too simple. But that's exactly the way God works. See, the, if you want to know if it's God or the enemy working in your life, if you're, if you're into a lot of complications in your life, which sin leads to complications in your life, amen, We've all learned that, right? I know I have. I'm the only one sinned once or twice. Yeah. So complications come out of that. That's, that's evil. That's Satan. But God is simplistic. Simplistic. So important. So let's begin to talk about Jesus being near us. Two things. He had to be near us. Be born in a manger. Be born in a human body with, filled with divinity. But that had to come in his growth spurt over time. But he was a baby. He was born to relate to us, as I said earlier, but also to lead us. Good leaders know how to relate. Bad leaders build walls. And higher places. And think that they're greater than who they're leading. Jesus came to lead us. But he had to be near us to do all of this. The greatest thing is his name, Emmanuel, right? God with us. In our individual lives, to continue to connect some dots here, proximity is everything. Proximity is everything relating to leading, as I said. But proximity is also how we gain perspective of things. We live in a digital world where we think we have proximity. (laughs) Proximity is me going to sit next to John right now and ask how his day is. My proximity is being near him. Problem is we become distant over times and we think we're close, it creates distortion in our lives. Distance creates distortion. Always remember that. So Jesus had to be within proximity of what? People. Because his ministry was to people. I know we know this, but we're adding this up as Jesus has come closer to us than we've ever imagined to be It talks about in the scripture where he was touched later on in his ministry. 
I think John talks about touch with our affirmities and our feelings. Cares how I was feeling that day. For Jesus to be near us, God had to approach two teenage male and females. One, one. Joseph and Mary. He didn't pick the long lineages. I know Joseph was from the lineage of David. But he didn't pick some rich heritage of folks that he had to plan just accordingly. He picked two teenagers, Mary and Joseph, basically. Didn't have bad out in standings in the community, but didn't was no big. You know, they weren't. They didn't weren't in politics. They weren't in any great in, in sphere of influence of anything. But yet he picked them because he knows when he picked them, he could be Jesus could be more nearer to the people he's called to minister to. You see, this whole birth of Jesus was an unplanned event by human actions. Need to let that settle in. But the actions came into our humanity. Spiritual to physical realm. It happened. It happened. Later on in his ministry, God be, uh, where Jesus being near us under what we're talking about here, uh, John 1.14 is so powerful. Can we put that up? So, the Word became human. As we know, as John articulates that Jesus is the Word. Right? So the Word became human, you and I, and made His home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen His glory, the glory of the Father, Father's one and only Son. So John's talking about what we're talking about. He had to be near us. He moved into the neighborhood. Later on in His ministry, as Jesus is about to be baptized to really start that, and he encounters John the Baptist, as we know, wild and crazy John the Baptist, but he was so true in many of the things he said because they were birthed by the Holy Spirit in him. He says before he was baptizing Jesus, I I forget which verse it is, but he says to the Pharisees, he says, you didn't even know Jesus was among us in the crowd. So that gives you the proximity that your perspective of this little boy that became a teenager from being a toddler, how can he be and do anything great? He didn't go to seminary like the Pharisees. But John the Baptist was saying, he's, he's among us. You didn't, many of you didn't recognize him. Then later on in, in Jesus' ministry in Matthew 20, we know this verse very well, and he refers himself, meaning Jesus, Just to validate Jesus being how close he was to us. He calls himself the Son of Man. Jesus. He said it. And Matthew 20 says, The Son of Man came not to be served, but to be served. One of the most powerful things Jesus ever said. So, if I came to serve Jesus, I had to be near people to serve them. Being closer and to serving to leading. Most of the greatest leaders are just good servants. Amen? And I try and remind myself every day. And we all, have, we all do, but 
Greater, great leaders serve. Jesus came to serve us. But the religious folks didn't understand any of that. They couldn't comprehend that this boy from Nazareth <laughs> came. Back to simplicity of what we said. God's thumbprint on things that he does that are powerful but yet start out very simple. Jesus was born in Bethlehem. I know you know that. But Bethlehem's a... There's that ritual carol song, Oh, little town of Bethlehem. It was a little town. Nothing big came out of Bethlehem. But yet Jesus was born there, the Messiah, the King, to save us. But religious folks just couldn't comprehend this. Because why would the Son of God be in my neighborhood? Just couldn't comprehend this. But Jesus needed to be near us in our proximity so he could communicate to us to lead us. To lead us. We have a tendency in our humanity to to become distanced when things don't go the way we expected, like we were talking about earlier. But Jesus went right to those unexpected things. Because he had to. Jesus had to be near us so he could hear our hurts. As we see later on and maybe next Sunday, as we know, heal our diseases. He would lay hands. He was a very engaging son of God. I always wonder when you have ministers or those in religious capacity Um, leading, supposedly, and they seem less approachable than our Messiah and Jesus. Something's wrong. It tells me, if I can go further in my hypothesis, that, that the ministry is about them and not serving anything but themselves. You need to be careful about that. Of who you listen to. I always, oh man, I'm shouldn't, this, this is where I'm left. I always am concerned, and again, I'm still new to this, so uh, give me some rookie mistakes, but I'm always concerned when you have these big ministries that name themselves after themselves. Blah, 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 Mr. Duda, International Ministries. So when you pass, does God's movement pass? Because you will die. That's a whole other message, but I, is it about the person or about who we're serving you have to check yourself every day and you and your because we all lead in our lives we're all called to the ministry we've talked about this and our purpose wherever you are daily in the market spot place but you need to always know that it's never about you it isn't but there's so much freedom in that and the people that start edging and scenting that fragrance of freedom Go deeper and deeper and deeper. Not that we're perfect. I'll have a bad day in the next week probably over something stupid. And I'll have to remind myself, like, hey man, this is not about you. But it's about Jesus and what was done in this time we're celebrating. You, let's, let's prop you up for a minute though. So you were so valued, Jesus had to come near you. Okay, so there you go. 
You're so valued. You are you are so loved. Like I said, this is all a love story. That that love came down. Jesus came down for us. And I know we know that, but in our darkest day, and the storms are forming, do we really remember that? That it started at the birth of Jesus. Let's talk about Jesus was born, came into existence, into our reality to reveal God to us. That was one of his priorities. And in, for us, it was his father. He got a lot of credibility with the folks that were listening because he kept talking about his father. And then the credibility also came because, as we know, there were prophecies before he showed up on planet Earth. In Isaiah 7, 10 through 16, we know the great prophet Isaiah was a wonderful, amazing man that heard from God and would prophesy and say good things and challenging things at times. But he is in, he's king, in the king's palace right now, and the king's frustrated. And, and so I can just see Isaiah, I need a word from you now. You know, I need something here. And basically, I'll move due to time. I'm going to jump down to uh, verse 13. So this king who was following God, Isaiah, H-A-Z, I think we call it, Isaiah. Well, Isaiah's in front of him, and he has this word from the Lord to prove to the king that God is still interested in us human beings, so to speak. He says in verse 13, Then Isaiah said, Listen well, you royal family of David. So he's putting them in his place, the king. Isn't it enough to exhaust human patience? So that he was just getting frustrated, this king. Must you also exalt, exhaust the patience of my God as well? So he's, he's, he's drawing the line here, Isaiah. And then he gets into, all right then. And then the Lord told him this to say, the Lord himself will give you this sign. Look, prophecy of what Jesus is coming to earth. The virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth. The detail, I don't want to get into it too much, but he said virgin. Way back then. So God was articulating his plan through Isaiah Many, many years ago, even knowing, probably even knew the, the lady he was going to approach named Mary, but they just need to say virgin. The details. The virgin will conceive a child. She will be given birth to a son and we'll call him, as we said earlier, Emmanuel, which means God with us. By the time the child is old enough to choose what is right and reject what is wrong, he will be eating yogurt and honey. For before the child is that old, the lands of the two kings you fear so much both will be deserted. So he's saying, even when Jesus comes far off, the, the big concern of this king, that's already gone, but here's what's going to be more important. So I'm prophesying. So Jesus had this street credit going around as a minister, saying, look, we had, we had prophecies that are in the, the, in the Torah right there. Isaiah, the great prophet. The other thing, and we're in this, this morning, Isaiah 9. So Isaiah had another prophecy before too. He said, the government will rest on the shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. We need to be reminded of that. Mighty God. Paul talks about Jesus being the image of the invisible God. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. And we need to hold this tight. Prince of Peace. 
Prince of Peace. You see, when Isaiah said this, there was a lot of darkness going on at the time. And they needed some hope. We can all use hope at time to time, right? And he said, there's something coming. And the government back then was so ruly, you know, was, believe it or not, a lot broader than what it was in the U.S. right now. So it was not ruled by the people. So that illustration that he, the, this major government, the, the people of that time of Isaiah, that's a big entity in my life that rules my life. You're saying this child's going to, his shoulders are going to weigh that down with the government? Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. So Jesus had credibility when he began opening his mouth and saying, I'm going to talk to you about my father. Because the prophecy was there. He had credibility. He had credibility. So the heart with revealing God to the people and us. Two things. Jesus was talking about the heart of God, which we needed to hear. The heartbeat. What does God desire about us? Not what we do. What does God desire? Jesus was there to reveal that to the people and to us today. And then talk about the original design. This threw the Pharisees up in a a tizzy, as you know, is what really brought him to the cross eventually. Because they couldn't, these Pharisees that knew God and what I did and do and the law of Moses, which we need laws, amen, thank you. No anarchy. But they rested in what they did and their positions and their titles. Here comes this boy growing up as a toddler, now a teenager. And you're telling me that he knows God? More than I know God? No. Heresy. Heresy. Even with the credibility of Isaiah's prophecy and even Micah. They could not grapple because he was so close to them, back to what I said earlier, that it was the proximity was way too close for there to be any truth in this. When the disciples and his, Jesus' ministry was moving along, there's a point where the disciples went to Jesus and said, okay, we've been following you. And we see the miracles. We see the power of God, what you're saying, and, and healing people and, and captivating an audience and people hungry for this truth that they can't maybe find in a temple with a locked door. But they're looking for this, the truth. You're talking about a father. Don't, I don't want to... I'm not, I, I, they're saying I don't really want to learn how to heal somebody with cancer because that's a, a, that's a result of something. I need to know who you know and reveal. You're revealing this Father, so I want to know your prayer life, Jesus. Because in your prayer life, you seem to be communing with this God you're talking about. So the disciples were the first thing they were really inquisitive when asked. Jesus, tell us about your prayer life. And it was documented in Matthew 6 where Jesus, and we know this Lord's Prayer. Jesus talks about this. Do you want to know this God I'm revealing to you? 
Well, I'll show you in Matthew 6. He didn't have that at that point, but he just said, you know, it's that simple prayer. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it's, may your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth. So two important things. Because the heart of the Father is in those two sentences. So they were learning that, oh, Jesus, how you're communicating with your Father through prayer. And yes, healing and all that will come, but it has to come from how much time I've spent with my Father. So, so Jesus was teaching that prayer will help reveal God's will in your life more and more and more. More and more. Jesus going further into ministry in John five seventeen. Just to build that credibility more, he was saying, but Jesus replied, these are the Pharisees talking to him, my father is always working, and so am I. So the Jewish leaders tried harder to find a way to kill him. Because it doesn't make sense. Why did Jesus have his international ministry and a billboard on 146 or wherever about Jesus? He keeps talking about his father. That didn't make sense to him either, let alone his credibility that didn't make sense. These are Pharisees. John 8, 28. So Jesus said, getting more, talking about his Father and his will. So Jesus said, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, because he referred to himself a lot, Son of Man on the cross, so he's predicting the future, then you will understand that I am He, I do nothing on my own, but say only what the Father taught me. Jesus pointing to Father God. And what he was revealing that didn't make sense to the Pharisees when they would actually listen from time to time was you're talking about an unconditional love is the heart of the Father towards those people you've been hanging out with, these sinners and brokenhearted people? The love didn't go straight into the temple of how I was doing today and my rituals. Again, we need rituals and traditions, but they can become idols. So I'm, I'm, I don't understand. You're, you're, this love, you're, you're like spreading love out like it's unconditional. And Jesus said at one point, I, I believe it's in, in Matthew, he's like, yes, the love of the Father for his creation is unconditional. No matter where you are. On a good day, bad day, in your hurt. I am the gift showing you that it's unconditional, he said, basically. I am he, an unconditional love. They couldn't grapple with that. But the people that needed to hear it could. The people that were hurting and had no hope left. Jesus came to them. The people that didn't have Things that they thought that they were well to do. Remember the rich young ruler. Couldn't wrap his head around this. I want to follow you. And I've done everything. Like a Pharisee. I've done this and that. Now you're telling me to just give everything away? That's my security. It's my identity. I can't do that. Jesus went to the heart of everything because he was representing the heart of our Father. He pierced them. But he would pierce them not to, 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 to throw them up, to, to make fun of them, to not, to not, you know, obviously the Holy Spirit, you know, I'm trying to articulate. He would not come to ridicule, make fun of, 
situations where people were hurting, he came because he knew that love would be where the hurt and the healer collide. And when that collides, that's one of the best miracles on planet earth. Where I was dead in my sins, but God raised me to a new life. I was hopeless, but now I have hope. A living hope that is Jesus in my life. Jesus doesn't, when He was here, leave things the way He found them. He can't. Religion may. He can't. So I would encourage you in this Christmas season, really focus on that birth. Jesus extended Himself in love. This is a love story to us. A baby born in almost a basement with animals. In a trough. Mary and Joseph. He trusted Mary and Joseph with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. There's something there. He was willing to risk, I need my son to be near humanity. I'll risk that. Because if they're not, then this plan doesn't work. So I'll give him into people. Like you and I. And then the simplicity which people will say the wise here, scholarlies, don't understand. It's foolish, as Paul said in Corinthians that we read later. This is a foolish idea, baby in a manger. But God works powerfully in the simplicity of our lives. It's things we may miss, opportunities every day that come across that are too simple in our lives. But God's at work. Miracles that happen. Some of the miracles do not happen in your life because you're making a complex formula in your life. And God can't work through that because it involves too much of your will in the formulation of that. So if you're looking for miracles, these prayer cards that we do on December 31st, put your faith in simplicity. It's all it is in His grace that came. But Jesus was near us. And it's just as relevant today as it was over 2,000 years ago. He revealed God to us. This is the fork in the road. Because if you want to know God, and Jesus said this, the road's narrow and I am the way, the truth and the light. But the only way to know God, you can tamper and get distracted and experiment with so many other things. And they'll bring you to somewhere. But I'd rather know where. And I want to know eternity. I want to know, I want to know uh, freedom while I'm on this earth. The revealing of a God through Jesus will bring you to freedom and eternal life. There's no other way. Pastor Chris, that's narrow. That's what Jesus said, it's narrow. And the world will grapple with that. But you know what attracts the world to Jesus? It's you and me. I know. Some of you say, oh my goodness. Because he had to be near us, to understand us. But you are a representation of Jesus in the earth right now. You're a, if you're a Christ follower, when we get to the end of this message next week, and you, you see Jesus sees us because we are becoming like him. And this is from Christians. Well, I've said this before. The fork in the road. 
Do you want to have church? Do you want to be comfortable? Inherently, I do. (laughs) I want to go home and put Netflix on. Watch another Christmas movie. But God might be calling me to something else that I need to always say every morning. God, I'm available for your will in my life. So if you say that, he'll open the doors and he'll lead you. But this... But the best gift is you, during this Christmas season isn't giving a neat thing. Yes. It's almost better than receiving. I, I'm still grappling with this sometimes because I don't receive well. Right? Right, Jen? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. You know, and I'm, God's working on me through the Holy Spirit. But I love giving if I can. But that's an issue with me that shows me I don't deserve to receive, though. So we can all explore these different angles. So, why don't we stand? Lord, we just thank you. For what you've done. And giving your son. To come to us, Lord. These things we talked about are so eternal. So important, more than the other things in our lives that push us off track, cause us to stress out. Even the season itself might at times. But let's keep the real reason in front of us at all times. Gifts are nice, presents wrapped, because it's giving someone of their self to somebody else. But we always have to be remembered what you gave to us, what you gave to us, Lord. Through Jesus, we can find life, real life here on earth because Jesus came into our reality at his birth. Lord, we just continue to ask this question during this Christmas season. And I would encourage you, who is Jesus to you? Lord, let it not just be a simple nativity scene that we see at a retail store or on a front lawn, which is nice. But let that nativity be in our hearts, Lord. Let that burn bright that we understand and appreciate what you've done, bringing your son to earth to save us, to lead us, to knowing the heart of you, God, which has unconditional love. We just thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Please, I would encourage you, if you can, be here next Sunday. We're going to finish the series, maybe 20, 25 minutes. And uh, have some celebration going on as a church community with uh, Children Grow, D2L maybe, I said, and, and Jumpstart. And then even our... Are they up yet? Even our band has been working hard to have almost like a prelude before 5 o'clock. So if you can come early, I think 10 minutes into it, there's a, there's a production going on as well, too, that you can enjoy. Uh, and, and, but don't, don't forsake Christmas Eve when we're celebrating our birth, the birth of Jesus Christ. Like I said, only three hours. Only an hour. But we hope to see you next week. And thank you so much. God bless.
you know, Constant, and I'm happy that you joined us this morning. We hope that you had a good time worship when we learned about, uh, we sang about uh, what a beautiful name that Jesus has. And we also had a good message from Pastor Chris talking about uh, Jesus born to be. And this morning I want to tell you that Jesus was born to be whatever you want him to be for you. Jesus was born to be a counselor. He was born to be a prince of peace and a loving father. So as we end the service this morning, we pray that you have made peace with Jesus. You have accepted him in your life. And if you are new to this uh, service, to the live stream, and you haven't made peace with Jesus, you haven't accepted him as your savior yet, we'd like to uh, lead you into a short prayer saying, repeat after me, Father, I want to thank you for Jesus. I acknowledge that he came for my, to, to be my savior. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I acknowledge and accept Jesus as my savior. And I want him to come into my life to, make, to be Lord and my savior. If you said these words, I, I would ask you that tomorrow morning you would call the office uh, on the number that uh, will be displayed on your screen and someone will be right there to speak with you and to give you, to send you some documents that would help you in your uh, life. And reminder that next Sunday there will be no service during the morning time. The service will be at five o'clock in the afternoon. So I hope you're able to tune in and to worship with us. We want to send you to have a good day with Jesus in his beautiful name. And remember that the season of Christmas is only because of Jesus. So the season, the reason for the season is Jesus. We thank you for joining us and we thank you for being with us this morning. Have a good Sunday and have a good rest of your week. Thank you.